Welcome to the Awaken Podcast. We are so happy that you have decided to join us. Hopefully, you will find the next few minutes challenging and refreshing as we consider together how God is asking us to respond to His grace. If you are listening because you are unable to join us at our physical location, thank you for keeping in step with us, and we will look forward to seeing you in person next Sunday. If you are joining us from outside of Anchorage, then please drop us a line and let us know where you are listening in from. We would love the opportunity to connect with you. If you are exploring faith for the first time or just trying to figure out what Awaken is about, please don't hesitate to drop us a line and introduce yourself. We welcome any question you might have about life, the Christian faith, or Awaken Church. May God be with you as you listen. I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but there are some significant things going on in the Ukraine, and uh, we have become connected to the situation uh, in some special ways, and we're going to hear about that this morning. So this gentleman over here on his phone (laughs) is Phil Reed. I'm turning on channel 11 just so you guys know. And uh, he is going to introduce our special guest today. Good morning. Um, I've known this gentleman for, for, uh, well, ever since I was uh, dating my uh, soon-to-be, or my wife, 10-plus years ago. And, um, and, you know, my wife would constantly be saying, well, I've got to send some money, you know, some wire some money uh, for Anatoly's uh, work in, uh, in Russia. And um, one thing I want to be very, I've had to reflect and pray about is I don't want to steal um, this man's treasure uh, in heaven um, by exalting him here on the earth. But when it's matter of money, sometimes there's a credibility issue that needs to be uh, addressed. Uh, and I will tell you that he has, in my wife's, 100% endorsement uh, as far as being a credible individual. Um, this is a g- gentleman that uh, has ministered to drug addicts in small villages in Russia that I can't even pronounce. I just, I tried, but I'm not even going to try to do that. Um, the ministry that, uh, that he works with now is running um, medicine and food into Ukraine, right up into the war zone. Um, and uh, it's, it's humbling. Um, you know, I, sometimes I take music as an inspiration to what to say, and you know, and, and two songs that came on in the drive here was, you know, My Own Little World, if you're familiar with that song, that here we are in Anchorage, Alaska, and we're living in our own little world, and you know, everything's fine, or our problems might be small or big, but our problems are really nothing compared to what's going on on the other side of the world. And, um, and then, you know, and so to me, um, you know, we don't want to, again, another song, go, just go through the motions of being Christians, but we should support those people that are risking their lives and I want to, um, as an introduction to him, I want to read Matthew 6, um, 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moss and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart is also. And with that, I'd like to introduce Anatoly, the richest man I know.
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Good morning. My name is Anatoly. Uh, I speak Russian and Ukraine, and a little bit English. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is my helper. Thank you, Sieta. Дорогие, я очень благодарен Господу за то, что я могу быть с вами. И я в первую очередь хочу сказать вам огромное спасибо. Спасибо вам большое за то, что вы сейчас с Украиной. Thank you very much for being and standing with Ukraine. That you have given, you know, that you've sacrificed your financial offerings. We received your offerings. And we were able to purchase food. And so we carried these provisions, food and other stuff, uh, from the western Ukraine to the eastern Ukraine, where the uh, war zone is. When the war began, I spent two months in Ukraine. Ten days we were in Ukraine. Uh, Ten days we spent in Europe uh, just uh, figuring out the logistics. And then six weeks we spent in Ukraine. And in the six weeks, we uh, transported 60 tons of food to the front lines, where they have no light, no water, no warmth. And a lot of people were hiding in the uh, underground. Когда в одном городе мы привезли продукты, и это было в одной церкви. And we brought uh, food to one church, to one seat, uh, to one church in a uh, certain location. Очень много людей находились там в этой церкви. And there were a lot of people hiding in that church building. И когда мы привезли свежий хлеб, and when we brought fresh bread, многие люди брали этот хлеб, нюхали и плакали и благодарили Бога. And so a lot of people, you know, as they picked up their piece of bread, they looked at it, they smelled the bread, and they cried and they thanked God for it. And a lot of them said that we haven't had food or haven't had bread in three weeks. Во дворе этой церкви было кладбище. And in that church, uh, near the church building, there was a cemetery. Потому что на, на кладбище нельзя было людей вывозить, хоронить на кладбище. So там it was a man-made cemetery because they were not able to take their dead to the actual cemetery. И этот э, служитель церкви, он говорил, что раньше люди не хотели идти в церковь. And uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, deacons or some, one of the people working at church said that before people didn't want to come to church. And then when the war began and you know people were dying left and right, they these people who didn't want to come to church asked, "Can we come here and bury our dead in your churchyard?" And and then the man that I spoke with said when we allowed them to do this and at the time when we arrived there there were about 30 um, you know, dead people in, in, the, in, in the churchyard yeah. then you know, that drew people to come to church 
Я говорю, почему ты не уезжаешь отсюда? Он говорит, как я могу бросить 40 человек в прошлое воскресенье покаялось? And he said, well, how can I leave when 40 new believers came to Christ last Sunday? And God is alive today. And so this problem that we have right now, God is using to save people. And Holy Spirit is alive. I really like this song you sang today. Because Because it's life. Это жизнь. Куда приходит Дух Святой? Там приходит спасение. Там Божья благодать наполняет нас. Так здорово быть в Духе Святом. Я благодарен Господу. Я люблю Дух Святой. Я люблю Иисуса. Раньше я был в Сибири. Do ministry in Siberia. 11 years we spent in Siberia. When the Soviet Union fell apart, God led me to Siberia. And I am thankful to God for that time. And since then, more than 60 new churches were born. More than 30 rehabilitation centers. And I went there because I know there was a huge need there. And today, Ukraine has this huge need. And we help them. Между Россией и Украиной я прожил 20 лет в Америке. И Бог меня повел на север Аляски. Я люблю Аляску. Мы служим native people. Мы проводим, мы проводим молодежные кемпы для сегодня мы приехали сюда специально, чтобы ехать проводить кемпы. And so we returned from Ukraine uh, for a short while in order to uh, hold these camps, youth camps in the north of Alaska. So uh, on June 30, uh, 16th, we leave for three weeks to the north of Alaska. And we're going to have to hold two camps. And I am thankful to God because He is changing the north of Alaska. Да, да, да. Аллилуйя! Да, и в конце июля мы едем снова на Украину. На сегодняшний день мы работаем в город Николаев. Херсонская область. Да, да. Мы очень много там видели беды. And we have seen a lot of suffering in that area. Uh, we went to the front lines. And we have been asked, are you sure you want to go there? And I said, yes, we will pray and we will go. Uh, two times we were um, in the situation of being shelled. But God did preserve us. God does preserve his people. 
And I do believe that God is with us. Я благодарю вас за то, что вы с нами. And I do thank you that you are with us. Я благодарю за ваши молитвы. I thank you for your prayers. И я очень прошу, молитесь за нас на дальше. And I can and I ask you I, I beg you to continue to pray for us. Мы приготовили маленький слайд шоу. And so we have prepared a short slideshow. Um, if we could just take some time to watch it. Просил, and I, I would like you. And then after afterwards, I would like you to ask for our needs and um, you know for us. Да,
Дорогие, я хочу чуть-чуть добавить. Наша работа в основном заключается в том, что мы возим продукты на эту линию. So our main line of um, work in Ukraine is that we bring uh, food supplies. And then wherever we go, we try to bring people out. И, э, uh, however, a lot of people are unable to leave. Потому что там оккупированная территория. Uh, the territory is occupied. И их просто не выпускают. And they are not allowed to leave. Их силой заставляют выехать в Россию. Um, a lot of them are forced to leave to go to Russia. И просто там создали такие кемпы, где держат этих людей перед вывозом. And so they have formed these so-called camps where they hold the people in order uh, before they are sent to Russia. Одна женщина, которая выехала с этого кемпа, рассказывала. And one lady who was able to um, run away from the camp. Она говорит три недели. Говорит, мы были в этом кемпе. Shared, uh, we spent three weeks in this camp. Это просто стоят палатки, тент. И она говорит, я просто молилась. Я молилась, чтобы Бог меня вывел отсюда. I pray that God would lead me out of this place. Ее родственники, дети тоже молились, они выехали раньше. And her relatives and дети. And her children were actually able to leave earlier, and they also prayed to be able to escape this place. И говорит, три недели нам кушать не давали, только давали воду. And for three weeks, she said, we did not get any food. We did get water, but no food. И говорит, одно утро я молилась и вышла на на дорогу. And she said, one morning I prayed and I went to the road. И подъехала машина, волонтеры. And a car with volunteers had come. И говорят ей, садись в машину, мы за тобой приехали. And they said, come get in this car, we came to get you. Это был Мариуполь, а ее вывезли из Мариуполя So this was in Мариуполь, and so she was able to leave Мариуполь that way. Да, в Бердянск вывезли. They took her to Бердянск. Да. И потом она попала в церковь одну. And then she ended up at the church. И потом через несколько дней снова этот шофер приехал к ней. Ну, они встретились. And then, and then she uh, ran into this driver again a few days later. И он говорит, я ошибся, я не, не вывез того, кого хотел. Просто вы мне попались. Я по ошибке вас вывез. Oh, he says, you know, a mistake happened. I actually went there to get somebody else, not you. So this was an error. Но она говорит, слава Богу, я молилась. И она просто рассказывает, как Бог делает, отвечает. Наша молитва силу имеет. Когда вы молитесь здесь, Бог действует там. Пожалуйста, продолжайте молиться. Когда мы поедем туда, мы имеем снова новые планы. Нам просто необходимо, мы молимся об этом, чтобы Бог нам дал каски. Потому что я купил в Польше эти броники, бронежилеты. И один раз был случай, когда ехали наши братья туда на линию. Нет, каски нет, только броник, да. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so, uh, so about the vest, and then there was one uh, instance when our team was driving into a particular location. Да, туда нельзя уже заезжать, только военные проводят. And so uh, this is a location that is very hard to get into unless you have the help of the Ukrainian military to kind of guide you through it. Сказали, and the military said, uh, the Ukrainian military said, you need helmets. Yeah, там, ну, заняли, время, um, but we didn't have any, so they let us borrow some for the time being. И когда мы, когда они ехали, наши братья ехали туда, начался обстрел. И когда они уже бежали с машин в укрытие, один шофер говорит, я слышал очень сильный шум, ну был удар в каску. Потом они посмотрели, было место, удар, это был просто осколок из снаряда. Но Бог сохранил. То у нас нужда, чтобы наши волонтеры имели каски. So, but I mean, save them because he had a helmet, right? And so that is one of the biggest needs right now is for our volunteers to have helmets. So we ask you to pray about that. And we have one other prayer need. We have four um, like mini buses. Yeah, when? Yeah, cargo vans. Well, cargo vans. They're, they're not like mini vans like you imagine here. They're bigger. Да. И когда мы заезжаем на эту зону, то с дронов нас видят. So these, um, locations, drones, uh, drones cars, да. И начинается ну, погоня so, за нами. Yeah, so <coughs> мы сейчас молимся, что Бог нам хотим купить маленькую машину такую, ну, может быть, джип какой-то, чтобы можно было... And so, so our need and our prayer request right now is to uh, buy a smaller vehicle which, we will, uh, which will take shorter trips into these um, frontline areas, and something that is more discreet. And, uh, and of course there is always a need for fuel because it's so expensive. Очень expensive. Сейчас вообще не стало дизеля, все разбомбили там. Ну, все, все заправки там. Yeah, so a lot, of, a, a lot of stations, fuel stations have been bombed, and so it's very difficult to even get access to diesel fuel is what we use for our vehicles, and then the price, where it's available, the price has skyrocketed. Нам примерно обходится одна поездка до тысячи долларов. So one trip costs us about $1,000. Это в неделю. Это в одну неделю, one trip, Туда, и там работа, okay. so, so one trip plus one week, and it costs us about a thousand dollars. That's just the cost of fuel. Да. Мы, мы просим у Господа, чтобы Господь благословил нас. And so we do ask and pray uh, that God would provide. Пожалуйста, помолитесь за нас. So please pray for us. Pray with us. Right now. Now. Please. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> We're just going to take a minute and pray uh, for Anatoly.
and uh, for uh, this ministry. So if you guys would uh, join us in prayer. Uh, Father, it should probably be Anatoly praying for us. Um, and so we come before you humbly. Uh, you've raised up this servant of yours, and uh, we just pray that you would watch over him and all of those who travel with him and go into these dangerous places uh, doing the things that you have called them to do. Uh, Father, we pray for your protection, certainly. Uh, we pray for your provision. Uh, we ask that you would help us be part of uh, that provision and that you would just continue to advance your good news in spite of the chaos that the enemy brings. Father, thank you for this encouragement uh, that even in the middle of uh, the darkest moments, people are coming to know you and people are finding out that prayer is powerful and that you are listening and that you care. Uh, so Father, we ask again, uh, just for your anointing, for your blessing, uh, that you would watch over uh, Anatoly in this ministry, uh, whether he is in Ukraine or in Siberia or on the North Slope. Um, Father, we just pray that you would be with him. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Awesome. What to say now? Um, I am going to read from Acts chapter 2. And starting in verse 36. I just have something quick in my mind. Did I hear toga in there somewhere? In the translation, like for body armor? where I heard toga. <laughs> Costco? I thought I heard Costco as well. Costco. Oh, Costco. <laughs> I was trying to figure this out. Maybe I could do like a speaking in tongues demonstration if I had a couple of, <laughs> couple of words, but uh, to no avail. I did get da. Yeah. Right, okay. So whenever I read something or say something that you agree with, you can say da. Yeah. No. Okay, yeah, thank you. Verse 36, uh, this is Peter's presentation, uh, his preaching after the crowd has gathered at Pentecost because of what God's Spirit has done. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucify, to be both Lord and Messiah. Uh, Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? I'm reading this because we're going through the book of Acts, but also because I knew ahead of time that what Anatoly would say in the presentation and just thinking about Ukraine and going into all of this, um, I knew it was going to pierce my heart. And I assumed it was going to pierce your heart as well. Um, this next question that they ask is the question we ought to be asking. Uh, right? Brothers, what should we do? Um, my prayer going into this, 
my prayer for myself is that I would have a responsive heart. Uh, there's a verse, 1 Peter chapter 4, it's not going to be up here, but 1 Peter chapter 4, um, I'll just start with verse 1. So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. I think we probably spend a lot of time being anxious about other things. Uh, my prayer for us as a community of believers is that we would be anxious to do the will of God. Right? Anxious is like being worried about it. And think of all the things we worry about, as, as Phil mentioned earlier, Anchorage, Alaskan residents. We worry about a lot of things. Maybe you don't think, maybe you think you live a carefree life, but that's not true. You worry about things. And Peter's dream for us is that we would be anxious, that we would worry just about doing the will of God, that that would be our primary concern, that that would be the only thing that we really cared about, was doing the will of God. And so I think that's our response. You know, brothers, what should we do? We should be anxious. We, we should be highly concerned about doing the will of God. If you're like me, having a responsive heart is difficult. Anybody else like me? Da. Right? Right? We hear something, we're convicted by something, but to actually, actually change is difficult. Uh, I'm working on an old truck right now, and a lot of the bolts are they're rusted in. They were tight to begin with, and now there's rust on top of them. And so what I have to do is I have to spray a lot of like WD-40 on those bolts and let them just soak in that for a while before they are able to be broken, before they're able to be untwisted and unseated. So maybe we need to consider if some WD-40 needs to be sprayed on us. What do we need in our lives in order to get, our, get us to a place where we have a responsive heart? So that when there's an opportunity to serve, an opportunity to go, an opportunity to give, an opportunity to pray, that we actually do those things. Right? Jesus would often begin his teaching with anyone who has ears to hear, let them hear. And he was not talking about physical ears. He was talking about anybody who has a responsive heart. This is for you. So hopefully somewhere in the course of this morning, you've had a chance to realign some priorities. Maybe you've had a chance to care less about the things of this world. Maybe you've had a chance to dream a little bit about what God might have for you if you stepped into being responsive with your life.
Maybe you even had a glimpse of what it would look like if you did something sort of dramatic in that way, something out of character, a change of career, life, lifestyle, location. Please don't move from Alaska. (laughs) But maybe you've had a glimpse of what God could do with you if you stepped into obedience with a responsive heart. That's my prayer for myself and for all of us. Please join me in prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you for this just incredible opportunity to uh, hear how you've been working in the Ukraine, hear how you've been working through Anatoly, and I'm sure there are countless stories of how you have orchestrated things so that at the end of the day, it is so clear that you are the one who is sovereign. You are the one listening to our prayers and answering our prayers. You are the one that will provide. You are the one that will lead us into true life. So Father, we pray now that you would help us lay down our lives so that we could find true life in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, We've got a number of things uh, coming up, so we'll roll our announcement video. All right, and if you, some of you have um, been supporting uh, Ukraine and Uh, If you want to continue doing that, or if anybody wants to uh, join in on that, you can go to our Donate tab, and as you're making your donation, you can put just in the uh, little memo area, Ukraine or Anatoly, and uh, we'll make sure that that money gets to the the right place. So um, if you would please stand. From Romans 11, 33. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever and ever. Ah. Thank you again for listening. It is a joy to be able to share God's truth with you. Hopefully you found this teaching helpful to your understanding of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's world, and hopefully you are inspired to take a further step of faith. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you continue your journey. If you live in the Anchorage area, you are welcome to join us any Sunday. And we have an Awaken 101 event every six weeks, and this is also a great way to find out more about our church. Please sign up for that event by going to the events tab at our website, awakenalaska.com, and looking for Awaken 101. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends, and we will see you next week.